1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. One more hour here on a busy Friday night. Great time of year because we're determining championships. We have more football to talk about plus college basketball in this hour. Right now, though, we turn it over to the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King.
2: Coach, you are the man. Semi-state Friday night, and we are 99% filled for our state championship matchups next weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium in downtown Indianapolis. 99% because there's still one semi-state game to go. Because in Class 2A, Southmont is going to face off with North Posey tomorrow evening at five o'clock. Southmont is eight and five. North Posey is 12 and one. Those two teams. Will battle to take on in class 2A Fort Wayne Bishop Lures 28 7. Bishop Lures beats Lafayette Central Catholic. So, again, 2A is all we do not know for sure yet. Other than that, we got some matchups for you right now, top of the hour, 11 o'clock, and none bigger. Then what happened tonight in Class 6A? First of all, Ben Davis by a field goal over Center Grove. It's a final of 37-34. All respect to Eric Moore and what Center Grove did with the three-peat, but it's now Ben Davis' time to try and go win another state title. They hold on in a singular overtime to now meet Crown Point. Coming down from the northwest portion of the state in double overtime, Crown Point edges Westfield. 38-31, two OTs. This is how it happened. So the game went to OT, tied at 24 each. Westfield was trailing 17-0 at halftime. They came all the way back to get it tied, and then in overtime, the Shamrocks were on the board first. Kendall Garnett, talented running back for the Rocks. A two-yard touchdown score made it 31-24. That was answered by a touchdown reception from Seamus Mulaski for Crown Point. The game was tied at 31 all then crown point storm back to score again a two-yard touchdown run for Noah Ehrlich made it 38-31 the Shamrocks got the ball but that did it double overtime Crown Point 38 Westfield 31 next week Crown Point and Ben Davis from Lucas Oil Stadium up to class 5A where Fort Wayne Snyder blanked Merrillville 28 to nothing their opponent next weekend Decatur Central who doubled up Bloomington South 24-12. We move to Class 4A where Northwood got the W over Leo, 45-33. Few teams tonight scored more than 40. Northwood was one of them. Another one is their opponent for this weekend, East Central Central blasting New Palestine in shutout fashion. They get it done 49 to nothing next week. Northwood and East Central. Class 3A Chatard handled Knox 42-14. Their opponent for the state championship in Class 3A. Heritage Hills who got the field goal win over Gibson Southern 23-20. Of course Chittard goes for another one. Long history in the state championship for them. They have never lost a state championship game, which for them, that's pretty darn good as Shittard last year they beat lawrenceburg and in class a the rematch adam central all over north judson 42 18 indianapolis lutheran takes care of sheridan 56 14 adam central and lutheran to lead things off next weekend in class a Let's talk about some college basketball where Purdue-Fort Wayne got the 77-67 win today over Northern Arizona. Notre Dame rallied back to get a good W. They took Oklahoma State to overtime, and the Irish outlasted the Cowboys 66-64. Tough sledding, though, in East Lansing for the Butler Bulldogs. Number 18, Michigan State, a 20-piece on the dogs, 74-54. Butler's 3-1. Pierre Brooks, he transferred to Butler from Michigan State at 13 points and four rebounds. Butler shot just 28%. Michigan State, they shot 47% in the game. Colts are on by. They got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next Sunday, which means Friday, three state championship games at Lucas Oil. Saturday, three more Then the Bucks come into town to take on the Colts on Sunday. I'm Brendan King. It's Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King. We're going to get Coach Lovell back here shortly. Oh, yeah. oh there he is. Elijah told, to Elijah told me to no, talk. Elijah told me to talk. No, no, no! no. no, no. I'm not going to step well, on here, you. No, I'm not going to step on you. It's no, your show. Here no, you no, go. No, no, ha- no. The handoff to you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at
3: kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: Can I? Uh, this is like this is behind the scenes, right? I'm I'm I was on the phone with coach kurt tipman from, from okay. snyder okay. right and so i've got i've got to text him our studio number <laughs> so he can call us <laughs> this is a little bit we're this is horrible radio but we are you know giving you what happens behind the scenes that we actually do work uh Once in on, a while. on the show and so Once in uh, a while. i got a little bit i got a little bit convinced i was you know me i'm a long-winded um uh, so I was uh, in the middle of that conversation, and I uh, I am now ready. Okay, that's that's out of here. He'll be. So by the way, uh, Elijah, he'll be calling us in just a second, and so we'll do that. All right, Brendan King. Hey, uh, we got football. I love this time of year. I know you're a big big hockey guy, big baseball guy, but you know what? This is a perfect time of year.
2: Oh, I love it. I mean, I can't wait to call another game. I, I can't believe it, Coach. This is going to be my third state championship broadcast. That has flown by really fast. So, yeah, I've had really? a chance. Yeah, I, had a chance. I think my first one was in uh, 2021, and then I did one last year, and now I get to do another one this year. So, can't wait.
1: All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Elijah, do we have Coach Tipman?
3: We do have Coach Tipman, and we also have Co- uh, Ed Hul- Haldaway.
1: All right. Coach Kurt Tipman from Snyder High School joins me. Snyder shuts out Meriville 28-0 tonight. Coach, thanks for calling me. I appreciate it and congratulations. When you woke up today, thinking that you would shut out Meriville, had to be one of the furthest things from your mind as you got ready for tonight's matchup.
3: It sure was. I mean, Meriville's a really good team. They play extremely hard, well coached. Um, it was a I mean, it was seven to nothing for the majority of the game, and you know, going into the fourth quarter, we finally punched one in to go up fourteen, and then you know, they had to try to throw the ball a little bit more than they probably wanted to, and you know, were able to tack on two more. But it was a dogfight, one of the more physical games that I've been a part of. Um, both teams just playing very hard, and you know, there's a lot of whacking going on, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, good old-fashioned high school football game. So yeah you know, yep and proud of our guys kids played extremely well shut out on defense as you know phenomenal
1: so how did you get things going offensively i mean you play you're playing another you're playing stout defense you're playing a, a stout defensive opponent how'd you get things going
3: well we um you know there is equally good defensively and um kind of stuffed it at us um our first couple drives and then we hit hit the tight end on a play action that kind of they lost him in coverage and he got tackled at the one, so we probably—I think it was probably a sixty or seventy-yard pass—but uh, got tackled mm-hmm. at the one, and then we were able to punch it in, and that was kind of the the, the rest of the, that was the scoring for the rest of the half, and really till the very beginning of the third quarter. Uriah you know, Buchanan and Kearon Billings, right. they both, uh, you know, ran the ball well for us on offense, and we able to punch one in there at the end.
1: Guys who've run the ball well for you all year long. You know, when we have these conversations, those names seem familiar. Those names pop up, it seems, every Friday. And they have. They've led us.
3: Um, You know, the Billingsley, our quarterback, uh, haven't had to run – didn't run him as much during the year, just, you know, didn't need it. And, you know, during this time in the playoffs – um, you know when he sees something there, he's tucking it and running it as well as did a good job throwing it tonight too. but we've we've uh, rode those guys all year, number one and number two, and um, we're gonna ride them again.
1: Well, now you get a chance to go back and play for a championship again as you did. You were disappointed last year. I got to believe that this is a, a great opportunity and something you and your kids have talked about the entire year was to go back and take care of some unfinished business.
3: Absolutely, and uh, it's always a blessing. You know, it takes a lot, of, you know, luck, some fortunate situations to get to get here. It's hard to get to the state finals, and uh, uh, it's it's a blessing to be able to get there. And you know, we're going to do our best to make the most of it.
1: Kurt Tipman, the football coach at Snyder High School tonight, twenty-eight nothing winners over Merrillville. They'll take on Decatur Central next week for the championship in five A. Coach, I appreciate the call. Congratulations on the win, and good luck next week. All right. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you. Thanks so much. There you have it. Big, solid win. What a great win. Ed Holdaway joins me from IUPUI. IUPUI. Well, we'll talk to Ed. Ed, hang in there, Ed. We'll talk more about that. we got a school board update coming up with the man himself, Brendan King. Coming up more football and basketball on network indiana's indiana Sports.
2: i'm brendan king with this network indiana scoreboard update here on indiana sports talk we gave you your full run through of semi-state friday at the top of the hour we'll quickly run through your matchups as you know what at probably after tomorrow night when southmont and north posey goes final we'll have our official game times for next week i feel like That would happen tomorrow just so they could settle... Two-way, but we'll see when the IHSA releases actual game times. Anyway, Southbond and North Posey tomorrow. We know that's at five o'clock. That'll be your last semi-state game. Southbond's eight and five. North Posey is twelve and one. You know, Southmont's got an interesting story. They had a four-game losing streak late in the regular season, so they were really struggling. Got in the tournament and then caught fire. So Southbond's the hotter team, but North Posey—they're twelve and one. They've been good all year, so we'll have to see. What happens with that? For Class A, we know it's a rematch. Adams Central and Indianapolis Lutheran. Class A will lead things off on Friday. 2A, that starts your Saturday. Of course, it's Fort Wayne Lures. Uh, they go against Lafayette Central Catholic Bishop Lures finished off the W, and again, they wait on that Southmont-North Posey game. 3A, Chittard's back in the finals. Who would have thought? Chittard, what a run it has been. State championships last year over Lawrenceburg. They'll take on Heritage Hills. Class 4A, it's Northwood taking on East Central. In 5A, Fort Wayne Snyder heads down from the 2-6-0 to go against Decatur Central. And in 6A three combined overtimes crown point and ben davis surviving in both of their games i'm Brendan king whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you
1: welcome back everyone Brendan King's the most excited guy you know because he's been able to talk about. You have a cool job, you really do. You you get to bring people. Hey, listen, for thirty years they have people haven't turned to Indian Sports Talk to listen to me. They've they, and I've known this from day one. They've tuned into this show to get scores. That's why they listen, and I and I'm perfectly content to fill in the time between your scoreboard updates uh on uh, every quarter i'm good I'm good to be a time filler it's fun and along the way people do listen to me I I know that I understand it but man oh man now you you this is the classic win and you're in scenario mm-hmm. you're talking about pressure this is that's what a night like tonight's all about
2: there's no doubt, and you we know, have three combined overtimes for 6A, I and, mean, of course, two of them between Crown Point and Westfield, and right. the other, Ben Davis and Center right. Grove. So, yeah, I mean, to say the least, you're going to have some barn burners next week. It's going to be fun. All
1: right, hey, hold that thought, because I'm going to talk some college basketball with my good friend Ed Holdaway from IUPUI. IUPUI tonight on the road with Ilan. Uh, it wasn't a great night for our, our Jags, and so – Ed, I'm so glad you called. We're in a tournament, right? Who's hosting this tournament?
0: Yeah, so this is the Rock Hill Classic in Rock Hill, South Carolina, hosted by Winthrop. Okay. So three games in three days. Uh, Elon tonight, Winthrop tomorrow, Holy Cross on Sunday.
1: Three games in three days. I did that 100 years ago when I was at IUPUI, my, like my second or third year there. I did a three-day three, three day gig up at, uh, in Chicago at St. Xavier. And, um, you know, y- your initial thought is, you know, three games in three days, you're worn out. Then you start to intellectualize it just a tiny bit and go, well, see, everybody else is doing the same thing, right? I <laughs> mean, everybody's playing three games in three days. No one has an advantage. No one has a disadvantage advantage uh but the jags had been playing good basketball uh until tonight so tonight's one of those things where um they didn't play as well as as you as you would like uh and elon puts a puts a pretty good uh, pretty good hit on them tonight
0: yeah and, and honestly these kids are used to playing three games in, a, in one day now with aau right, and, right. And, and schedules, so uh, they're not bothered by three games in three days but uh you shoot fifty percent from the floor. You're even on the glass, um, and, and you hold them under fifty percent. You like your chances, but yeah, uh, we just we didn't guard the three point line at all, and they hit fourteen of twenty eight from three. And you can't survive like that. You're, you're trading twos for threes, and uh, you're basically you're, you're running uphill the entire night. Um, so, kudos to Elon. They shot it really well. Uh, IUPUI has struggled to shoot the ball from the perimeter so far this season, and that kind of reared its ugly head again tonight.
1: Two and two on the year. Um, t- disappointing night. The, the shooting, it, it, we talked about this at length last year. It was uh, one of those, Had they, they work hard, get good looks, the hands and people, you want to have the ball, and, and shots just didn't go. And uh, it has to be perplexing for Coach Crenshaw. And I think it has to be frustrating for his guys, too, because you're doing everything you can. You're taking your time. You're doing that. And it's just not going in.
0: Yeah, and it's frustrating, and it's it's contagious, too. And there were some sets that were run tonight that got wide-open looks, and they don't go down and, and – you kind of start to look around and, and try to figure out where will the shots fall from. And, and Jalen counters kind of been the one consistent guy, right. but he's not a point shooter. So um, he needs some help. And, and uh, Elon did a good job of getting paint touches and, and getting the defense collapsed and then kicking out for, for a lot of open threes to be perfectly honest. So um, I, I think over the course of the season, the, I think the three point shooting will get better, but, Right, good shooters knock down shots, and, and and right now there's not a consistent perimeter threat on the on the IEPI roster. All
1: right, who do you who do we play tomorrow night?
0: We got Winthrop tomorrow. Winthrop uh, ran past Holy Cross today in the first game of the right. tournament, so certainly we'll have the hands full with that game. Um, young man, sincere McMahon runs the point at, at Winthrop. He's sure. yeah. certainly people here in Central Indiana have a pretty good handle on so. Uh, it'll be fun uh, certainly he knows a lot of guys on the IEP roster and vice versa so that that'll be a fun right. matchup um, but definitely of the three games uh, I would say the winter game is certainly gonna be the the toughest test of the three so you would have really liked to have gotten this one tonight but tomorrow's a new day.
1: what time's this game tomorrow night? five o'clock outstanding. You and I'll talk tomorrow night after. You may have to wake up. Uh you may get you may have to go take a nap and then call me later, but we're talking tomorrow night. I appreciate Let's it, do. Ed. Thanks so much. IUPY losing uh to 86 8672 taking on Winthrop tomorrow. Ed, hold the way. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. Thank you coach. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. It is a great night because Jeremiah johnson from the pacers has called us hello jeremiah bob long time no chat how's everything going uh you listen I, you we know each other we're friends i think i have one of the best jobs in in sports doing indiana sports talk but i'm jealous of you and chris because you're every night watching one of the most electrifying teams in all of basketball take the court
4: yeah, I appreciate you saying that, and I agree wholeheartedly. The only uh, bad part about this week, and I said it on the post-game show Tuesday, is uh, four days without games. A game Tuesday yeah. and then en- <laughs> not another game until Sunday. That is so rare. I found myself right. waking up this morning thinking, am I missing something? I mean, shouldn't there be a game today and there's still no game tomorrow? And I think you'll you'll appreciate these breaks. They don't come that often in an 82-game schedule. And when they, when they get there, you just – sort of enjoy them, and as I told the viewers right. Tuesday night, if you want to watch a game, just watch that one over again, because that one was great
0: <laughs> fun.
1: <laughs> well, it also allows you to reconnect briefly with your wife and kids. Uh, you know, you, you don't get these opportunities with the schedule you guys have.
4: Uh, no, they they're they're asleep now, and I got your message. I'm like, you know what? I haven't talked to Coach Lovell in a while, so I'm happy to do so, and this is a good time to talk with you as considering uh, the kind of start the team is off to individually, Mm. Tyrese Halliburton. I've just been listening to some of the national podcasts, and it's nice to hear some of these analysts that spend a lot of their time talking about the Lakers and the Sixers and the the Celtics. (laughs) They're devoting a little time to Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers, so I always appreciate those opportunities as well. And I, I think that it's a unanimous feeling what you said to start this conversation is that people around the league are tuning in They're They're making an effort to find the Pacers. And when they're watching, they're entertained and, you know, they, they could play better defense. I think everyone would acknowledge that, but this yeah. offense is playing at a level that uh, really the NBA has not seen before, it's just 11 games, but it's uh it's in a one of a kind offense right now.
1: You know, it, from an outsider's perspective, um, they, have, they have great depth. They have great balance. Um, you have a a group of young guys who have a passion for the game. They're, they're young enough uh, and haven't been corrupted, if you will, by all the money and all the issues. They're just out there in many respects like a college team, running up and down, having fun and loving each other and loving every minute they're on the court.
4: Absolutely. If you watch a game, I want you to watch sometime after a ball goes out of bounds how quickly either Buddy Heald or Tyrese Halliburton is trying to get that ball to let the official touch it so then They can turn around right. and get right. going the other direction. Right. And Joel Embiid is someone who does not want to have to run back that quickly, the other end of the court. And he was doing everything he could just to get back into position. And every coach that we hear talk before games, they say, I've heard this from Nick Nurse. I've heard it from multiple coaches. They say, everybody says they want to run, but the Pacers actually really <laughs> want to run. And they want to run mm-hmm. from the opening tip until the end of the fourth quarter. And it's tough sometimes in the fourth quarter games naturally slow down, but right. I'm telling you, there's not a lot of opportunities for our, our production crew led by uh, our, <laughs> our good friend, Jamie Burns to show cutaway right. because they've got to quickly <laughs> go the other direction.
1: Right. Hey, uh, can you hang in? I know you're I know you up late. You're hanging out with me, and I appreciate that. But I, as you know, we have some obligations. Scoreboard update yep. coming up with Brendan King. We're back talking with Jeremiah Johnson, talking about the Pacers on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. One last check of the semi-state Friday night scores before we tell you about what's coming up on your sports Saturday. That's coming up at 11.45. Big day of semi-state scores, none bigger than what happened in Class 6A. Three combined overtimes to punch tickets to Lucas Oil Stadium, beginning with Ben Davis getting by Center Grove by a field goal, 37-34 in extra time. Of course, Center Grove, all respect to Eric Moore in that 3 P, but Ben Davis gets another shot shot at a state title their opponent for next week coming down from the northwest crown point double overtime winner crown Point scored two touchdowns in those two overtimes to win it 38 31 over Westfield what a game both sides class 5a Fort Wayne Snyder they shut out Maryville 28 nothing they're set to meet Decatur Central for the 5a state crown Decatur Central got the 24 12 double up win over Bloomington South Class 4A, high scoring, Northwood and Leo. Northwood pulls it out 45 33. Not as much high scoring between these two on one side for sure. East Central 49 zip. Over New Palestine next week, East Central and Northwood for that 4A state title. In Class 3A, it's Chittard, another state title chance, 42-14 over Knox. They meet Heritage Hills, who beat Gibson Southern 23-20. Fort Wayne Lures, 28-7 over LCC. They wait on that Southmont-North Posey game tomorrow. And in Class A, Adams Central over North Judson, 42-18. They beat. They meet Indianapolis Lutheran. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
3: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Jeremiah Johnson joins me. We're talking about the Pacers and their great start. As I mentioned before, um, you know, The pace they're playing is fun. It's exciting. They're scoring a lot of points, getting a, a lot of attention nationally. People are starting to pay attention to Tyrese Halliburton and his teammates and what they're doing. It's got to be gratifying for, for uh, uh, not just Pacer fans, um, but it's also going to be fun for Rick Carlisle who has uh, he has won a championship with the Mavs? It's kind of interesting for him in terms of coaching style and strategy. He's kind of changed a little bit. You know what I mean? This is this is a different. I wouldn't say a turnaround, but it's a different approach from a coach's standpoint.
4: It is, and I only know what I observed really as a young reporter during uh, the early days with the Pacers, and then you know, from afar while he was with the Mavericks. But someone that's good to offer the, the perspective on the change over the years is Eddie Gill, who I do pre- and post-game and halftime with every night. Right? He played for right. Rick Carlisle, and he'll comment about just how different everything is. It used to be, and Eddie was a point guard. You used to look over and, and see yeah. what play was yeah. supposed to be called at all times. And now Rick has given Tyrese Halliburton the ability to to pretty much do what he sees fit, and a lot of times it's just get out and go, and then they're running actions and they practice movement. And there are plays that are sort of diagrammed, but there are a lot of just read and react type of plays. And right. so that's where things are a little bit different. And you know, Rick Carlisle has such a good relationship with Tyrese Halliburton that I do think that's sort of where everything starts. Occasionally, Rick is really good at you utilizing the timeouts if a team score seven mm-hmm. straight points, he's going to call that timeout. That's the only time I see Tyrese have any issues because as soon as someone scores, he wants to go the other direction. Right. Or occasionally, maybe once a game when one of those timeouts needs to be called, he's already at half court wanting to go the other direction. <laughs> but <laughs> Rick is someone that uh, I just did an interview with him today. And, you know, he talked about how coming here as an assistant coach under Larry Bird and then getting his first head coaching opportunity and then, going to Detroit and Dallas, but coming back, how much this team, franchise, state means to him. And he's right. to, he wants to see this all the way through. And there's a, there's a goal in the front office, to the coaching staff, to the locker room, to not just be a fun team that people are talking about in November, but to really get back to where... May is basketball time for for the Pacers. (laughs) And, you know, we think back to the days of 500 weekend and having conference finals and the 500 the same weekend. To me, that's what it's all about. And that's where this franchise wants to get back to. And if you're in that discussion – then you never know what could happen. And so in some ways, you know, I think it's probably been a little bit hard for some people to adjust to everything with this in-season tournament. The Pacers are 2-0 in in Mm in-season tournament play, and this could give them an opportunity to have some of that playoff-like experience before they actually get to their first playoff game with this group. And so that's why I think that I was maybe a little bit at the beginning, not sure what to expect, but after the Pacers won their first two pool play games, and I know how much right, the players right. are giving it their all—they give it their all all the time. But there is a sure. real there was a sense at that Philadelphia game. Both teams, they were laying it all on the line, and the Pacers got that win. And now, if they can win at Atlanta on Tuesday, they will guarantee a spot in that eight-team knockout round. They will win the pool no matter what even happens the day after Thanksgiving against the Pistons. So, I think it's fun to be in the conversation, and I think this could be some good early season. Experience that you hope then pays dividends down the road.
1: Jeremiah, the concern I have is having having. You know, I was a uh, an up and down type coach. Can they sustain? it? I mean, it's a grueling schedule, uh, irrespective of the of the pace and style of play. Can you play at this pace and sustain this pace over the course of the NBA season?
4: It'll be a good question, and some of those situations where maybe back-to-backs, four and 5 you you'll yeah. wonder. But the Pacers already had a four-game-and-five-nights situation. Now, granted, it was unusual because they were all at home. But the fourth game in those five nights was at home against Giannis and the Bucks. And while Giannis mm-hmm. did score 54, the Pacers won that game. And in the end, the Pacers were still running. So I'm going to have to see these guys wear out before I believe that they actually will. Right. And they're in such good shape. And what you mentioned earlier about the depth, It gives them the opportunity to play maybe shorter stints and to say, give it your all for four or five minutes, and if you're tired, we'll get you a break. And right now, the Pacers, Daniel Tice was let go, and and he signed with the Clippers. But prior to that, I would have said, they and they they might still have this, had the best third five in the NBA. Their guys who are 11 through 15 could beat a lot of teams' backups. And so if someone gets hurt or if there's a situation where – A guy like Jordan Wara hasn't really gotten to play this season. There was a quarter last April or March in Atlanta that he scored 24 points in one quarter. So there are some guys waiting for this opportunity. We've still not really gotten to see Jairus Walker. I want to see that at some point. So there Mm -hmm. are some guys um, that that are an example of the depth this team has, which lends me to believe that they can keep it going. They can keep this pace going. Uh, They've got the great medical team the uh, strength and conditioning. They've got massage therapy. So everything is built around that 48-minute game to going as hard as they possibly can. They're well hydrated. I don't see them slowing down anytime soon.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, and I think the other, other thing that's, that's impressive, too, is there's a palpable buzz about these guys. You, I'm, I know, especially in the circles you run, everywhere you go, I'm sure people are, are talking up how good and how much fun and how exciting this group is. Yeah, they are talking about the excitement level, but one of the things that
4: I think is even a step up from last season, because the Pacers got off to a good start, and it was unexpected, and it was exciting, maybe not quite as fast-paced as they are now, but now there are expectations, and I think that's a good thing. It's, yeah. I look back to uh, the the Pacers are 7-4. and four. They lost a game to Charlotte at home and a game to Chicago at home, and they've won some games maybe you you could say, well, maybe they should have lost. So you can't just automatically say, well, they automatically should be 9-2. and two. But after those two losses, there was real disappointment. And there was even some, some fan base that, you know, fans were getting upset. And that's okay. <laughs> you want to right. expect to win those right. games. And that's where I think this franchise has taken that next step. And I think that's a good thing. I think they've probably accelerated the – if they had a big plan when they acquired Tyrese Halliburton and how long this is going to take, they probably have skipped a season. And where they're at right now, even though the franchise wants to still be cautious and, and do this the right way, no player or coach will tell you that this season will be acceptable with anything other than a playoff spot. And so they've started out with on the right track, and the fan base is definitely enjoying it. And one of the other things I wanted to add that, that Rick Carlisle told me this past week, when I brought up some of these close wins that they've had, where they were maybe down five or six with five minutes to go mm-hmm. and they never panicked, he said, "We've got a building full of believers," and he meant the the, the players, the coaches.
1: And, but this was right. coming
4: off a five game homestand. He meant the fans as well. That he right, really, right. his team feeds off that energy from the crowd. And so, coming back on Sunday, and then being home again on Wednesday, and this upcoming Friday, three of the next four are at home. You're going to be in a building full of Pacers believers, and that can help push <laughs> a team over the top.
1: That's as it ought to be. It's fun. I mean, it, it, hey, look, it's great for basketball in our state. We know I think our state benefits when the Pacers play well. It's great for everyone. When IU and Purdue play well, it's great for everyone. I know people may think I'm crazy, but I, I think th- that type of success trickles down to the grassroots level, and people are excited about basketball, and what better place to do that than in our state.
4: Yeah, and I'll tell you, the crowds have been really good. There have been past yeah. seasons where a Monday or a Tuesday game in November, uh, there were a lot of empty seats there. have not been too many empty seats. We got notifications. <laughs> Sunday's, game is, right. Sunday's game is close to a sellout. And then the day before and the day after Thanksgiving is always a hot ticket. So it would not shock yeah. me if yeah. the next three games are all close to sellouts. And that just you know follows up what you said about the fan base being excited.
1: Jeremiah, thanks for staying up late. I appreciate it. Best of luck to the Pacers. Best of luck uh, this weekend. And thanks so much. We'll do this again throughout the season. You know that. I always, I always enjoy talking with you. Jeremiah Johnson, have a great weekend. Happy to do it. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Scoreboard Update coming up with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk.
2: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last one of the night, which means we got to tell you what's coming up on your sports Saturday tomorrow. Big afternoon of college football. You got three games beginning at noon two at the FBS, a level one at the FCS. Starting with Michigan State visiting Indiana, that's a noon kick down in Bloomington. The Hoosiers get set for the bucket game as bowl eligibility went away with last week's loss against Illinois. Purdue visits Northwestern in Evanston. Again, a noon start for the Boilers. As again, there is your appetizer and preview for the bucket game, which takes place next week. The Butler Bulldogs will host the Drake Bulldogs at the Selig Bowl on the campus of Butler University. That's tomorrow at noon. Two o'clock starts for both Ball State and Indiana State. First of all, the Cardinals host Kent State at 2. Indiana State's on the road at Southern Illinois. Also at 2, it's Valparaiso taking on St. Thomas, Minnesota. And at 3.30 in South Bend, Sam Hartman playing his former team, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, as number 19 Notre Dame hosts Wake. There is some college basketball tomorrow. Two games tip at 2. Southern Indiana goes against LaSalle, and Ball State is at Evansville. 5 o'clock start, as you heard earlier, IUPUI against Winthrop. Some hockey tomorrow. The Kalamazoo Wings go against the Indy Fuel at 7, and the Toledo Walleye face the Fort Wayne Comets at 7.30. We'll have all the details on those games and plenty more. Back with you tomorrow night for some scoreboard updates. Back to Coach Lovell on Brendan King, Network Indiana.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, save savelives.org. Brendan King, great job tonight. Man, oh, man. Sounded like you were having a good time.
2: Always have a good time in the big chair. I'm just keeping it warm for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, tell you what, uh, fun, fun games. We got one game tomorrow. We don't want to forget that. In, uh, in terms of high school, determining that final spot, Gibson. So, excuse me, it's um, <laughs> it's Southmont at North Posey, um, for in the two A right to battle it out with Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. I think it's uh, it's a. I think it's great matchups for next friday and saturday it's a um, it's a perfect weekend you know it's a holiday weekend uh, you come downtown to indy you watch football you get out you go watch and light the uh, circle the, the circle of lights you know monument circle and the monument with the lighting of that ceremonial lighting of that and the fireworks show it's uh it's quite a night. If you haven't experienced it, you know, I'm not shilling for the city of Indianapolis, but I just think it's neat. It's a neat experience. You're looking for something to do with your family that you can enjoy and hopefully get some decent weather. It's a, it's a perfect thing. And you're going to see really, really good football games.
2: You are. And, yeah, it looks like things are going to cool off a bit, but still you're getting sort of that football weather, Coach. I think it looks like we're going to be in yeah. the high 30s. So, yeah, come on down the circle right. and – Bring an extra layer, but yeah, they're all ready to go. I, you know, I got back from Florida recently and uh, came back to see that they at least put up the lights, and uh, soon they'll be oh, yeah. lit up. So yeah, we're ready
1: to roll down here. All right, your Notre Dame Irish in yeah. action tomorrow. Um, uh, obviously, they're not playing for a national championship. They're probably not playing for a uh, New Year's Day type bowl game, but still a lot going on, Uh, and um, Wake Forest is a formidable opponent for them, Um, but there's a lot going on in this game tomorrow.
2: There is. You know, you get a chance. We'll see. I know you talked with Len Clark earlier. I'm with him. Personally, I would throw Hartman out there. Let him play his former team. I think he's at least earned that right that, you know, it's going to be down to his last few college football games. But at the same time, I would love to see some Steve Angeli. He has been a guy, Coach, that I have heard from every single year he has been on campus where he has turned some heads and he is impressed during practice. But that's really – we've only been able to see him during practice. I mean, we don't Mm -hmm. even see him during practice. The coaches do. Very minimal amounts of time we have actually seen Steve Angeli on the field. Would like him to get out there and just kind of show what they can do. And in this sense, too, Coach – I talked with you two weeks ago about how I was really scared about that Clemson game because if Notre Dame lost it, of course, they're going to lose that bowl effectiveness as you discussed, but they're also going to lose out on some recruits. Same thing can happen tomorrow because, as mentioned, Notre Dame fights in that same ACC realm for recruits. I mean, heck... Their quarterback is from Wake Forest, right? So uh, tomorrow's a big game from a recruiting perspective. There's going to be recruits on campus. It's the last home game. you got to go out with a bang, especially if you're Marcus Freeman, because I know it's his only second year, but still it's been underwhelming, and underwhelming does not go well in South Bend. That's not me talking, by the way. That's not me talking. That is me discussing as what Notre Dame is.
1: I understand that their fan base is unrealistic in their expectations have been always will be quite frankly um and their counter is always this is but this is notre dame well um the world of college football has changed a lot in the last decade or two and uh sometimes people's uh, memories and people's understanding don't keep pace. Notre Dames is still a powerful powerful. It's the number one brand in college football. I understand that the Alabama folks would would disagree, but you know, Alabama doesn't have its own national television contract. So start there, work your way back, so to speak. Keep that thought in mind, Brendan King. We'll be back after this short break final breaks and final thoughts on network indiana's indiana sports talk welcome back everybody brendan king you were great tonight as always so what games are you watching tomorrow
2: oh well hopefully all of them but uh, i got a little broadcast work tomorrow and uh then i'm going to come oh, to the studio so uh, you're doing the indiana state women's yeah i doing the women so um yeah dude, go sycamores go sycamores yeah. uh, well actually i have to be neutral so what yeah i got to be it's an e s p n plus broadcast so i have to be neutral oh uh,
1: yeah rake and i do you know our our i u p u i games are are mostly e s p n plus uh and we're listen we are we're uh we're totally objective yeah, we of course. we take you know as, as broadcasters i think we you know, as and you do too take great pride in being uh objective um i understand i understand where the check comes from i, I know who signs it <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I know that i mean look i mean my parents didn't raise a fool i know where i know where the, i know who's signing the check But uh, I also, you know, I'm a coach and I feel like you have to respect the game. Number one, Um, uh, more than anything, you have to have respect for the game. So, yeah, the the great thing about basketball, the old expression, the ball, the ball don't lie. The ball doesn't lie. And so you got to you got to go into the games with that mentality. Ball's not going to lie. Why should you?
2: That's a great call i mean i i did a uh i did an Indiana state football broadcast two weeks ago and I did it on the radio for them so that i got to be subjective there because it's the home of indiana state football but this is you know this court this is uh this is online television so you know there's gonna be some right state people tuned in right so you know right. you gotta be uh you gotta be in touch with them
1: there you go you know all right so you know i uh I'm trying to set my my. I try not to work as much as I can on the weekends. Nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to figure out what games I want to watch tomorrow because, uh, you know, there's a, we got you know we got they're good games. I mean, they're really really good games. Um, Evansville Ball State basketball game will be a fun fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, these are two teams, you know. Uh, Coach Ragland putting together some. They're off to a decent start. Ball State off to a decent start. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, USI at LaSalle, uh I'm a Stan Gerard fan from the uh, from the from day one. Love what they're doing. I think that'll be good. I I think quite frankly, the the one of the best games is Grace at Marion. In uh, Crossroads League action, these are two nationally ranked teams, uh, and uh, they're both really, really good. Grace is unbeaten uh, out of the gate. I know I don't think either team's lost at this particular point. So, um, yeah, that's it. And then Sunday you got UConn at IU. I, I I have not sat down and watched start to finish. I haven't watched IU complete. Uh, you know, I've watched parts. Back and forth parts, but that's it. Brendan King, wonderful job. i look forward to spending time with you tomorrow night. Talk to you tomorrow, Coach. Thanks. Great job by Elijah Robertson. Can't do it without him. Thanks so much to our great station to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks for 30 years of listening to the show and making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making legendary network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.